This episode of Stuck in the 80s is brought to you by... Mrs. Staten has decided to leave me. Let's celebrate. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh-uh. And the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And today, just because we want to serve our country and be the best fighter pilots in the Navy, sir, it is time for a rare edition of 80s News Now. Good morning, gentlemen. The temperature is 110 degrees. With me, as always, he's everyone's problem because every time he goes up to podcast, he's unsafe. It's Brad in L.A. That's right, Steve. I am unsafe. I'm not afraid of a little clipping audio or anything. Here's I've a, never even seen a picture of an admiral's daughter, so I don't know what you're accusing me of. I'm accusing you of not actually being Brad in L.A. today. You're right. I'm Brad in OK. Woohoo! That's Oklahoma for the uninitiated out there. He'll enjoy Oklahoma's wide open spaces. He loves to run and run and run. Why are Good you time. in? Why are you in Oklahoma? Oh, my mom needed some help with some stuff, so I'm here for a few days. Story of our lives. Soon yeah, that'll be yeah. me in Clearwater, trying to trying to pay it forward. <laughs> so uh, as we record our podcast today, we have we've got a it's an '80s news now, so we've got a couple of newsy items. Plus, we have an interview um, with Dane Butcher, who is the cruise director of the '80s cruise. Yeah. So we talked to him for about 20 minutes, and he'll give us some of the scoop about uh, what he's got planned. He's done all the planning for the 80s crew, so he knows what's going on. And uh, I'll have some details of a last-minute uh, uh, cabin fair sale that's going on. It's between so, Steve, are they going to teach us how to fold the towels up? Is that one of our jobs we have God. to do? I wonder if that will happen, the towel We're animals. Fold towels into Rubik's Cubes. Or, uh, you know, every have, you've been on a couple cruises, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's always, like, for people who haven't gone, you're, there's always... Um, you usually get towel animals on your bed every night before bed. Yeah. You know, like a monkey. Stuff, like if you have sunglasses in your room, they'll like put the sunglasses on the, the monkey or the elephant or whatever. Yeah. You get a lobster sometimes or whatever, or a crab. Mm. Um, I hope I don't get crabs on this cruise. Yeah. That would be wrong. The um, You also usually uh, – so usually at some point in the, sh- the cruise, they have a like, towel folding class as if we're going to come <laughs> yeah. back to and civilization. So it's I'm it, doing good if they get out of the laundry basket at home. Come on, you want me to make animals out of it? Forget no. about it. Not happening. They do the napkin folding classes sometimes. I really think that they will not be having these on the 80s cruise. I just want if you know how to make an origami swan, that's enough. <laughs> hey, and by the way, for those listening at home, uh, if, if you're paying really close attention, you might detect some thumping sounds during the podcast. It turns out that my uh, downstairs neighbors are apparently having a rave today or something like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, it is my entire the entire lair is shaking from time to time. So, Steve, right after the podcast, you're going to rustle up some glow sticks and a pacifier and head on down. Oh, God. Do, do they do pacifiers at raves? That's yeah, I I see pictures. I you know I can't lay claim to ever having been at one because you know I'm an old man. But anyway, let's get started with our first '80s news now item. Great Balls of Fire. Can you believe Hollywood still wants to make a sequel to Top Gun? It's been 30 years. Let it go. Uh, But here's the big news. This past week, Val Kilmer, a.k.a. Iceman from the 1986 movie, went on Facebook and wrote that he has agreed 
to appear in the sequel to the movie. What do you think, Brad? Should the defense department inform us that this idea is stupid, or do you still feel the need for speed? Uh, I think that Val Kilmer was only below the hard deck for a few seconds, sir. <clears throat> he saw the shot, and he took it. Um, he took it and broke a major it. rule of engagement. That's right. Well, you know what? Him saying he agreed to be in it, that doesn't really mean anything. I, I don't know. I, this doesn't trouble me at all. I, I, I think it could be... Uh, like who was originally, um, who was originally going to direct this? Um, was it Tony Scott? Tony Scott before he died. Before he died. Yeah. yeah so I, mean, I don't know who's on board. If they have a director, if they have a script. I they mean, saying saying yes, I'll be in it is kind of like you saying to me, "Hey, Brad, uh, I'm moving to Orlando. Do you want to be on the podcast?" I'm like, "Sure, yeah, I want to be on the podcast. I don't know if it means anything yet." So. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is this is not not too worrying. Now what? Now let's let's imagine that it actually happens and they shoot it. What is is he? I haven't seen him lately. The last I remember is Val was looking like he hadn't missed any meals. I'm not sure. You know, maybe he's flying C-130s now so he can fit in the cockpit. <laughs> no, they. Um, a lot of people when he made that comment on Facebook, a couple people chimed in saying, "You're too old and fat." Oh snap! And he wrote back and said, "Sorry to disappoint you. I'm down to 165 now." And I well, and good for him. You know, good for so him. So he supposedly is in great shape and ready to go. So in fighting trim, as it were. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's something to talk about, you know. But yeah. I don't. I just don't see it happening. I just see this as one of those Hollywood things that you know. It's like the it's the great Hollywood chess match. You know, yeah. gonna, everyone's going to move their pieces around the board, but no one's actually going to play a game. Well, look, if they have a good story to tell, I don't mind them using the Top Gun name to kind of get it made, right? If there's an interesting story to tell, there, I, I don't know if there is. It could be really stupid, you know, in which case, well, thanks for nothing. Uh, but go back and have you, have you seen Top Gun lately? Yeah, sure. Yeah? I mean, what do you think? Does it hold up okay? Uh, you know, here's the thing. Now, a lot of people say it doesn't. Yeah, but and here this is and this is the whole smoke and mirrors of stuck in the eighties. If it's a movie that I saw for the first time in the eighties, to me it's kind of like suspended in time. So sure. it it always to me feels just as fun as it did back the then. The fact that it maybe is a little dated is actually okay. Yeah, I don't want it to be a little dated. Sure. Because, yeah, but. Okay. But on the flip side, if it's an eighties movie that I did not see in the eighties and I'm seeing it for the first time now. That's when I have a problem because then we call it does, that the Goonies syndrome. Yeah, the Goonies syndrome. Um, it does not usually appeal to me. Very rarely does an eighties movie appeal to me in that way. So, so I'm, and I'm, I'm maybe I'm talking a little bit out about both sides of my mouth. But you know, Val Kilmer probably needs to work. Keep the Ready Five aircrafts standing <laughs> by. Make sure none of the catapults are are down. We got plenty of steam, and uh, you know, weapons free. Spirited. I agree. Let's move on. Michael Jackson has just a few more chances left to change the world because Epcot Center has announced that they're going to close the Captain EO movie in Orlando on December 6th. Uh, what will take its place? Who cares? It won't be Captain EO. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, how uh, how sad is it that uh, this is the end of Captain EO? It is sad. It is sad. I mean, it closed at Disneyland last year, I think, and I don't. I, it closed last summer, and I don't think it's been back. They brought uh, it back in Orlando in 2010 because Sean Daly and I went, and we saw the very first, you know, yeah, premiere I mean, of its return. When I was, 
last time I was at Disneyland with the family, they went to ride Space Mountain, and I don't roller coaster anymore. My inner ears really don't like them. And so I went to Captain EO because it's right there. And it, I think I was one of maybe four people in the theater. Oh. You know, and I, it's, I think it's still fun. It, does it, you know, we go back to the does it hold up? No, it's so silly. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's just so much fun. Um, but that said, you know, they, they need places, you know, Disneyland and Disney World are all about places to put people. You know, they need people, places for them to wait instead of standing in line someplace else. And if no one's going in there, they got to put something else in. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, it, when when I did see it back in 2010, it, it does appear dated. It was probably yeah. dated at the time. God, it's uh, so much fun though. It is fun. It's I, cute. I'm, I miss it. I uh, that that it does bum me out that that's not around. Yeah, anymore. I mean, it, it, we're silly to expect something like that to last forever. But uh, uh, most people remember Captain EO was directed by uh, Francis Ford Coppola, executive produced by George Lucas. Yeah. Big um, names, big huge names, huge in, names. In the I mean, it was just. It was. It was. It featured the songs "We Are Here to Sit to Change the World" and another part of me. I remember my one of my friends bringing a little tape recorder and recording another part of me as we walked out because it wasn't out yet. I don't think when this came when this opened in eighty six. Eighty six, right? We were like, wow, "This is a great song. Where can I get this?" Oh, I guess we just have to hang around the exit queue. I got I got teary when I saw it again in 2010, but then again that was like my real like the height of my crying days. So it, <laughs> it could have I don't, I don't know if it was so much the movie as it was my hormones at the time. So so I think when this opened, I was in college when this opened, and I I want to say that Disneyland ran a thing where they were open for like 48 hours or 60 hours, something crazy, where they're open and you could buy an admission, and it was good for the whole run. Wow. The time was open, and yeah, so I, I mean, I don't think I went. I don't remember going because that would have cost money, which I didn't really have at the time. But I remember some of my friends going, I and mean, it was a big deal when it opened. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, that was nineteen eighty. It's almost been yeah. thirty years. I mean, it's hard it's, to imagine that something that big got a big splashy press open. But on the other hand, I mean, come on, it's Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, in eighty six, right? And George Lucas. Yeah, you know. So I mean. How was it going to miss? It didn't miss. It was great and no, sad it, that it's it, gone. Yeah, yeah, you can still watch it on YouTube if you want. It's the whole thing is right there. So, it's it's it won't be in Epcot, but it will still live on forever in cyberspace. Let's move on. So the 80s cruise is about three months away now. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! I gotta start. I gotta start ironing my swim trunks. <laughs> I, I have to go on my my big diet push at this point. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so that I can actually fit into the cabin. But uh, you know, Brad and I have obviously you know been talking about it a lot. We we have our um, costumes we think figured out. In fact, yeah, I even yeah. told. Uh, I told our special guest today what the, what the costume is, so people are about. How to dare you do the big reveal? <laughs> so people are about to find out what it was, but uh, what it's going to be, unless we change our minds. In its, elegant in its simplicity. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, um, so the '80s cruise is coming up. It's a seven-day cruise on Holland America's Eurodam, which is going into dry dock in December for a whole bunch of renovations. So when we get on board, it's going to be. Completely updated. Atari, are, is it true that they're putting an Atari Twenty Six Hundred in every room? <laughs> Even better, they're putting in. I guess what they're doing now in rooms with. Um, we already knew on the Eighties Cruise that Eighties TV shows and Eighties movies would be available on your cabin TV. Yeah. It turns out that I guess the thing that Holland America does now is they have inter- they have the new interactive on demand TV. So whatever you want to watch whenever oh, you want so you to can watch just call it up. Yep, yep, you want to watch uh, Family Ties, boom. You want to watch Ghostbusters, boom. You know. Nice. So uh so anyway, we I had a chance to talk uh this week with Dane Butcher and Dane Butcher is the cruise director for all the theme cruises um from the organizer of the 80s cruise and he will be on the 80s cruise there. He had he is originally from Australia so you'll get that uh that little bit of an accent. You'll also recognize his voice from the from the uh, 80s cruise commercial that we run. How many times does he say party? It's going to be a party. Interview. Party. I don't, I don't think people <laughs> understand how much of a party, party. this is going to be. And he has warned me repeatedly 
to to bake in a couple of extra days when the cruise is over to relax because he says it will just be seven days of go go go. So I'm looking forward to that. No naps. <laughs> well, you and I'll nap. Any naps? <laughs> There'll be naps baked in. That's for sure. Okay, thank God. That's anyway. So anyway, um, please sit back and enjoy um, our conversation with uh, the '80s cruise cruise director. Mr. Dane Butcher. So it's about time that the director of the 80s podcast talks to the director of the 80s cruise. How you doing, Dane? Good, Steve. How are you? I'm psyched, man. Less than four months to go to the cruise, right? Absolutely, yeah. But we're gearing up. We've got our souvenir program all done, and it's uh, yeah, everything's everything's in great shape. I've got to tell you, there's so much entertainment. It's going to be amazing. You might be able to see it all in seven days. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to do the arithmetic on that earlier because I mean I think there's what ten ten acts and so over seven days. I mean that's going to be you're going to have to want it to see all to see all ten. Yeah, I mean look, you'll be able to see you definitely be able to see the bands. Um, but you know we've got you know one thing that we didn't really tell people it's a bit of a surprise is we've got some uh, tribute artists coming on. So I've got and I had lunch with them yesterday. A girl that is doing uh, Madonna. I've got another girl that's doing like Cher and another and a guy that's doing Elton John. And then we've got other events and other shows. And look, just to, there's, it's impossible to see everything. We've got things that overlap because uh, you know we we want different things going on at, at the same time. And but it uh, yeah, you'll be people will be run ragged. They'll need a holiday and a vacation right after the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, I'm I'm totally counting on it. Um, now, you, every night in the main uh, performing arts venue, there's a there's a concert, right? Correct. So. There's only seven nights, so do you know yet who's playing the the main stage on those nights? Well, actually, what we're doing is we're, we're actually doing a couple of fun things as well. So um, we've got some late night shows where uh, they've got some competing you know competing events, and uh, we're also doing some pool parties. Like for example, we just decided the other day, and we spoke to her, and she's all all excited about it. But prom night is going to be a concert by Tiffany. Oh, good. So, you know, she's uh, she's all excited about it. So she's going to be actually out by the pool. So everyone will be dressed up in their prom wear, out by the pool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Now, now, I know there's only four months left or less than four months by the time people hear this. <clears throat> but there's still time to actually book the cruise, right? Yeah, we've got a few cabins left. We've got some specials going on as well, um, for, you know, for last-minute bookings and obviously, a, um, you know, for the holidays as well. But... Um, yeah, there, there's a few cabins left, not too many, so you want to get in early, um, and it's filling up really, really quickly. Excellent, excellent. There's no now. How how far into like how close to the cruise can you actually book a cabin? Can you? Does I mean is there like a deadline that just gets cut off and you're like, hey, we gotta we gotta cap it here? Uh, look, if there's a cabin open, it'll be you know you you'd be able to book right up until the cruise sails. But I will tell you that that is very unlikely because. It's been, you know, it's such a popular cruise. I mean, this is the first one out of the box, and, and everyone's so excited. And, you know, just with our lineup of Huey Lewis and Starship and Richard Marks and Cool and the Gang and everybody else, it's really, uh, it'll be very difficult to get a cabin by the time, um, you know, I, I would say even in the New Year. So if you'd want to do it, you know, make it a stocking stuffer, and it, a, a very nice stocking stuffer for your, you know, for your other half. <laughs> no kidding. Now, you, you mentioned that this is the first uh, 80s cruise that your company's produced. Your company's been around forever and has done tons of other theme cruises, right? Yeah, we have. We've uh, we've done about fifty or oh, sorry, about sixty full ship charters, and um, they've ranged they've ranged in every sort of genre of you know music genre from smooth jazz to jazz to we've done you know we produced the first few country cruises, malt shop memories with fifty sixties. We did the first ever Elvis Presley cruise. We did North Sea Jazz Cruise. We've done, 
I think it's soul training R and B and um so it's been you know, we we definitely know what we're doing, I'll say that, but it's the thing about the eighties cruise is it's not just a genre. It is a decade, it is fashion, it is pop culture. There's so much more to it and just in building the things for the ship, um and we've got a lot of props and we've got a lot of activities and games and you know, we're getting giant twister, we've got things like um, you know, giant Pac Man on board and you know, things just to take you back to, you know, the decade of the eighties. Yeah. Now, when you're planning a, a, a theme cruise for the first time, like, like the 80s cruise is, what sort of things did you worry about or what sort of things made you anxious as you were trying to plot this, this first 80s cruise? In terms of worry, we weren't really worried that much because there's so many things to pull from. I guess it's more excitement because there's so much you can do. And it's how much are we going to do this year and how much are we going to do next year? And you can just continually add. Some of the funny things is actually we put it out to the guests. And, you know, on, on Facebook and things like that, what, what are your favorite 80s movies? What are your favorite 80s TV shows? What are your favorite 80s board games? And we wanted to get responses back so that, and we were pretty on target with what we were planning. Um, but once we got the responses back, obviously that, you know, that obviously came into play as well. And we made sure that, you know, what the guests wanted is what the guests are going to get. So, so do we already know what movies we'll be seeing uh, on the big screen there? <laughs> we do. Well, we do. <laughs> uh, you gotta give us give, give us a sneak preview of one or two, just one or two. There's no way that you can do an '80s cruise without Back to the Future, without Ghostbusters, um, you know, without Cocktail, with you know, some of those iconic movies, um, Ferris Bueller. I mean, there's just there's there's so many. And if you go back and, and look at the decade of the '80s, I think there's probably more iconic movies, ET even more iconic movies from the '80s alone than any other decade, I would say. And, and if, sir, correct me if I'm wrong, the cabin TVs will also be showing like 80s movies and 80s TV shows? Yeah, the ship's actually going through an upgrade in December, and um, we'll actually have a, a dedicated 80s channel. So you'll be able to go on, and, and it's all on demand. So you'll be able to go on, you'll be able to watch whatever 80s movie you want at your leisure. And it's complimentary. <laughs> oh, jeez. Man, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, that's my only fear, that people will be stuck in their cabins watching you know, damn movies while we've got like great things going on. My guess is they won't, because let me tell you, we have... We've got, you know, we're in the middle... Of, I, I spoke to our tribute artist yesterday, um, as I mentioned, and we've got... Um, they're they're going to be our camp counselors, and so they're going to be doing events, and it's just going to be fun the entire time. We've, I've already started shopping for costumes and clothes and things like that. Um, and I know many of the guests have too. They were posting in January this year, uh, in 2015, what, you know, their, their Ghostbusters costumes and things like that for our movie night. Yeah, I I saw one of the uh, Stuck in the 80s fans has already got his uh, Charlie Sheen uh, Major League outfit ready for uh, movie night. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I've only decided yesterday what I'm going to go as, which I won't say until, you, until I see you on the cruise, but uh, it's, it's pretty difficult because I know there'll be a lot of Ghostbusters and there'll be a lot of, you know, a lot of Ferris Bueller's and things like that. So we'll see uh, We'll see how creative people get. Yeah, we're my, my, my uh, co-host and I are going back and forth. I think we've narrowed it down to uh, either Revenge of the Nerds um, <laughs> or... We have this really, or this really obscure idea that we have, where we're going to be the bat. Have you seen the movie uh, Trading Places? Yeah. So at the very, at the very end, when they're on the train ride, and there's the two baggage handlers who have to deal with the gorilla. We're thinking about going as the two Amtrak baggage handlers. It's the easiest costume in the world. <laughs> it's the most. That's right. It's the most obscure costume idea in the world, but but I think it might pay off dividends. Um, and I know I know a lot of people are excited about the idea that the original MTV VJs are going on this trip and that some, some of them, at least I know, have special excursions planned. How, how do people who are going on the 80s cruise get booked for those VJ excursions? Or are, they, or are they just mainly for contest winners? No, so what happened is um, we've, got, we've got Nina Black, which she's going to go horse riding um, in Harpoon Key, which is a beautiful island, to our last port of call, and she's going to go horse riding on the beach. And then the actual... The horses actually take you in the water, and they sort of swim with you on their back. It's it's pretty amazing. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, so Nina's doing that. Mark Goodman 
is uh, he's going to go on those segways, you know, those motorized segways. He's going to do a tour around Grand Turk on that. And then Alan Hunter, when he gets to uh, St. Thomas, is going to go, there's a hike and then a kayak and then a snorkel trip. And he's all excited about that. So we did do some contest winners. But once guests get their booking number um, and get all their, their um, documents from the, the office, they'll be able to go online and it'll be first come, first serve. They can actually book along with the contest winners and the VJs doing those tours. I mean, space is limited, obviously, but, um, yeah, like, as soon as we, as soon as we uh, make them available online, people can go on with their booking numbers and, and reserve those tours. I know you'll know the answer to this because you've obviously been on, you know, a billion themed cruises. But here's the thing I always worry about with, with on a cruise like this is that I'm going to come face-to-face with Alan Hunter or Mark Goodman, and I'm not going to know what to say. Or I'm just going to turn red. <laughs> I'm going to be embarrassed. Do you notice that happening or uh, at first on cruises, or do people kind of start to mesh real well and, and everyone just is one big happy family? It's, it's kind of funny. We, you know, there are cruises out there that um, that don't, allow the guests to sort of mingle with the artists, and that is definitely not what we're about. We, we really want and in, sort of encourage that, providing it's not, you know, on a stalker level. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we find that, you know, with other cruises that just do one show, like, for example, you know, if, if Huey Lewis came on and just did one show, there's, there's an anxiety there and there's a, a need and a want. Well, he's doing two shows, which allows him to perform for all of the guests on board. The other difference is we don't we don't have segre- segregated areas from artists to the guests. So what's interesting is you will be up in the buffet line and Huey Lewis may be behind you, or you may sit down at you know at the table and he will be there. And it's interesting. At first, people are so sort of shocked and they sort of look twice and say, "Is that is that Huey is that Huey Lewis?" And it's really quite funny. But then they really become relaxed because they people realize that oh well. He's on the ship. It's not like he can go anywhere. And most of the artists, you know, that we've worked with thus far, they get out and they mingle with the guests and the band members. And and you'd be surprised how many amazing friendships have come from a cruise. Um, and you know, I know a lot of a lot of artists, and I've been really fortunate to work with some really major names. And they've become friends with some of the guests on the cruise. And 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 those guests will come back, you know, because of those artists and things like that. So it's it's pretty, it, it is really, really unique because it's unlike anything anywhere else. You go to a concert, they come on and off stage. And I was saying to somebody the other day that the artists tend to do their best performances on the cruise because when they go to a festival, they come on and off stage and then they get back in their buses and off to the next city. Well, on the ship, they're performing in front of their peers. And they don't want to look bad. You know, if they hit a bung note in front of guests that don't necessarily know, for example, that's one thing. But when they're in front of their peers, they, you know, they really pull out every bell and whistle. So the, so the nightly concerts that happen in the main venue, are, what are they, like about an hour long or so? How long, how long are the shows in general? All, the, all of the shows um, are built at 75 minutes. I know that some of the artists um, may do a little bit more, but right now they're built at 75 minutes. Oh, that's good. So you get the chance to hear all the hits then. Oh, yeah. And I know that, you know, I know that Starship, they've got a, a huge set list and they may be doing, you know, more than that. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. You, you know what I love about, what I'm really going to like about this cruise is that there's a couple bands that are playing, um, like, like Naked Eyes and uh, Wang Chung and Modern English, who everybody knows, like, they're, they're one or two big hits. But people don't realize yeah. how deep their catalog goes and how good their other music is. So they're really going to get a chance here to to hear, you know, a, a really full representation of the bands. Yeah, and it's it's great because some of those bands, like the night that we leave San Juan, we don't leave until um, uh, like eleven o'clock or maybe midnight. I can't even remember off the top of my head. But that night, um, Wing Chung are performing out by the pool, so they're doing a whole big set out by the pool. We build a custom stage. It holds everybody, and it'll be great because we've done this so many times on other, on other cruises, but there's nothing better than sailing away from San Juan. You see all the beautiful lights. You've got Wang Chung, you know, playing everybody Wang Chung tonight. Everybody's dressed in their 80s gear. They're going to be dancing, drinking, having a great time. And, you know, as we're sailing in, in the Caribbean in the middle of, you know, February, March, and people are, you know, stuck in the ice and freezing at home and, 
you know, we're out there in shorts and T-shirts having a great time, and <laughs> it's, it's a pretty unique experience. Yeah, I can't. I mean, Wayne Chung by the pool is going to be amazing. I, they're the one band who I've never heard a full set of. I've only ever heard them do two or three song sets. So I, I have definitely got Wayne Chung circled as a, as a must see on this trip. And the cool thing is too. I mean, that night you know, Cool and the Gang's performing. So you go to Cool and the Gang. We, we've got a great barbecue out on deck. That you know, we work really closely with the ship. Um, and in fact, I always go on the week before the cruise starts. Um, just to get the ship ready. And I look at every menu, every little item that's going to be served throughout the entire seven days, and we approve everything and make sure that that's what our guests are going to want to eat. And we do that because depending on which genre, it depends on, you know, certain demographics have certain, you know, certain foods um, or, or things that they like. So, we, you know, we, and we're bringing some old school, you know, 80s things back, so that'll be fun. But the one thing that's really cool is you'll be out there and... and it, like the, the the funny thing is, you'll see the other bands watch the other bands perform. So you'll be sitting there, maybe having a drink, or you know, waiting at the bar, and the guy from Wing Chung might be there, or Mike Score might be there, or Mickey Thomas from Starship, and they'll be at the bar, and they'll be like listening to Wing Chung too. And it's it's really great. I I, I can't wait for you to see it and, and to experience it. And that's that's my favorite thing: seeing guests for the first time that have never done a themed cruise the way we do it. Come on, and it's like. You know, every single moment there's something new and something surprising, and it's like day two. They're like, "Can it get any better?" So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You mentioned before that the Eurodam, which is the ship that the 80s cruise is going on, is going into dry dock. I think next month for renovations. Do you have any examples of some of the new features that'll be added to the ship? Yeah, I'm not meant to say, but I'm going to tell you, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> that, that they haven't actually put out a, a complete press release, but. They're, turning, they're, they're making a dueling piano bar, which we're going to utilize, obviously. Um, they're doing a new sports bar, and they're doing a lot of upgrades to the cabins. They're doing things like, you know, the, the TVs with, all, with everything being on demand now. Um, they're upgrading the, one of the restaurants, you know, the buffet restaurants. So, um, what else are they doing? Uh, the, the main thing for oh, and they're doing a, 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 a the dueling piano bars is, is called Billboard Live, so... You'll be able to see a lot of things from, you know, billboard, the top billboard hits and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be really cool. I actually get on the ship January 3rd before our smooth jazz cruise, and I'll, it'll give me a chance to actually see how things are working. And by the time we sail on the 80s on February 28th, I tell you, it will be a very well-oiled machine. <laughs> so with, with, we have just a few months to go. And for the people who've already booked and for those who are going to take advantage of these uh, last-minute deals, because it's obviously, obviously a canvas event, what should people who are going on this cruise be doing right now to prepare for the 80s cruise? i got to tell you, the costumes are going to be off the hook. I mean, uh, we, we've been speaking to uh, Abby Lanchester, as I said, with the, the tribute artists that are coming on. And... I was telling them that the, the guests that I've spoken to, because I will call... Like yesterday, we, we, uh, Nina Blackwood and I called the lady that won the last uh, horse riding excursion. And we called the guests and talked to them and congratulate them and, you know, surprise them. And it's funny because often then, you know, Nina may get off the phone and I'll stay and talk to the guests. You know, there's one lady from Australia that's coming over and she's so sweet. But she's, she's got her leg warmers ready. She's got her leotard. She's got her bandanas. So I will say the one thing that people want to be doing is Go to thrift stores or maybe digging out those 80s clothes that you've got in the back of the closet uh, and, and checking that out because, or go to Party City, you know. We just had Halloween, so obviously, you know, they've still got some costumes and stuff. But I know that people are going to be dressing up every day. And we've got a neon beach party, so that's, you know, bright, you know, big, bold colors. Then we've got our, our movie night. We've got a prom night. We've got um, a pajama party. So I would start to really, you know, look at, look at what you're packing. Excellent, excellent. I got one last question for you. I know you're already sure. working on the 80s cruise for 2017. Can you give us mm -hmm. any sneak peek into what might be different for that cruise, or will we really not know until after this cruise? I can. The only thing I can tell you is we will be on a different ship. But oh. other than that, I cannot tell you any more right now. <laughs> oh, man. You're always holding back. I love it. I know. <laughs> but, you know, you will know in time, and, and it will be well announced on the ship. So. Yeah. 
So you won't have to wait that long. No, I'm really looking forward to hearing about it. Uh, hey, this is going to be an amazing cruise. I'm glad we got you on the show, and uh, can't wait to meet you in person and uh, see what costume you've figured out for this cruise. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it. Too. Can't wait to meet you, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. And, you know, hopefully we we have uh, quite a few of your listeners come on the ship as well. That's I bet right. they will. And as always, you can get more information at the80scruise.com. See, aren't you like totally like as if you weren't already kind of like freaking out about it being around the corner? Yeah. Now it's like times 10. It's coming like freight train. Yeah. I, like, oh, boy. I've, I got to get stuff together. Well, and the stuff about the shore excursions, that's pretty cool that – I mean, they've been running those contests, but you kind of it wasn't really any indication that those were things that just anybody could participate in if they wanted to sign up. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as you get your booking number for those who are going on the cruise, you know, go straight to the website and try to get into some of those excursions because you know who wouldn't want to go, you know, snorkeling with Alan Hunter. So I mean, if you're going to ride a Segway, you might as well do it with Goodman. I will not be. I just I just want to say this up front. I love Nina Blackwood, but I will not be riding any horses. No, no, I. Horses scare the hell out of me. Really? Oh, yeah. I just yeah. don't have any interest in ever getting on one. I'm like, I have a car. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to be around any animal that's bigger than I am. Okay. I don't care if it's an elephant. So you're telling me I need to slim down a little bit? <laughs> no. I, trust <laughs> me, I'm bigger than you are. So, <laughs> so um, you haven't seen me lately, but I've, I've, I've been, I've been living La Vida Broca lately around here, and. Uh, <laughs> They're surviving on a diet of wild turkey and frozen pizzas. Uh, so, peanut butter and crackers for lunch and ramen for dinner. Yeah, yeah. The um, Now, you in the interview, you heard Dane ref- refer to a new uh, sale that's going on. Here are the specifics on this. Yeah. And pay attention. If you haven't Deal them, of the century. It is a deal of a century. I'm not, like, going all weird on you or anything. But no more than um, there is a Cyber Monday sale for the 80s cruise. It is in effect right now. It's there. It's technically from November twentieth, which has already passed, and it ends on November thirtieth. So, and they are saying that these will be the lowest rates that they will ever offer for this cruise. So, so you're telling me I have to edit the show really fast yes. so we get word out before this has to be out by before the thirtieth. Okay. Here's the deal. So basically, turn and burn. It's basically it's like a bogo deal. So here's the deal. Pay attention. This is for new bookings only, I should say. If um, you pay the current rate for the first person in the cabin, but the second person gets to go for free, or you reserve one cabin at the current rate and you get a second cabin for free. Wow. So that's that's a deal. You have to use the promo code CYBER. Um, you should go to the80scruise.com. You'll see the current rates for an interior stateroom. It start, it's eighteen fifty for a ocean view stateroom. Um, it's either two thousand seventy five dollars or twenty two hundred, depending on what deck you're on. Okay. So those are the three categories it applies to. Now keep in mind with a seven day cruise, um, that price includes pretty much everything except for your booze. Your booze and your um, your shore excursions, if you choose to do one of those, those would be extra. But um, but you knew all, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the shows the shows are all free by all ten bands: Huey Lewis, you know, Richard Marks, Wang Chung, Naked Eyes, Modern English. What's not was was not was. I mean, cool uh, in the gang, actually, cool in the I'm gang. Telling you, Steve, cool in the gang are going to kill it, and it's going to be so great. That is going to be the show. I don't know when um, when Dane was talking about the night of San Juan when we're yeah. sailing away like at midnight out of the port of San Juan, which is by the way beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, the port of San Juan is in old San Juan, um, the original you know colonial. Oh, okay. Oh, area like where the fort is. Mm-hmm. The yeah, and the big probably city. all lit up. Yep, but... yep. The city wall and the oh, whole. It's gonna be so cool. Yards. So we're sailing away, and Wang Chung does a full set by the pool. Oh. That's just I, I'm going to need a minute to myself right now. That's going to be so great. And then Tiffany playing '80s prom night. I mean, this. I mean, come on. This is serious. I mean, and now it's Bogo. You're not going to go, and it's Bogo. Come on. Don't be Bogo. Don't be Bogo. Don't be bogus. 
By the way, if you do um, actually deal with um, the 80s cruise people, I mean, obviously the, the, the promo code is cyber, but please tell them that uh, Stuck in the 80s sent you, and uh, that way, um, you know... Oh, well, you get, get invited to our exclusive cocktail parties. Yeah, supposedly we're supposed to have a, a cocktail party, and um, and we get a nice pat on the back, and so that'll work out great for everybody. So anyway... Everyone likes an attaboy. Yeah, so buy one, get one free on the 80s cruise. It ends November 30th, so it really you have to get on your butt and start doing it. If you're if you're thinking about going solo, um, maybe these BOGO things will work where you'll be able to get a state room. Solo BOGO? Solo BOGO. I mean, give them a call. Also, look on our Facebook page, uh, Stuck in Facebook page, because there's a couple of people there who are looking for roommates um, to help. You know, Steve's going to get you the hookup. You never know. It's a cruise. Uh, if this was an episode of The Love Boat, you know, it would work out. Yeah, by you know, by the time we leave San Juan, you'll hate each other, but we pull into Half Moon Key, and you'll be all over each other. I'll be doing weddings on the Lido deck. You know what I'd like to do in the Lido deck right now? <laughs> the the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. Uh, you know the drill here. We will uh, play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered in for the drawing for the uh, Stuck in the 80s bottle opener. I um, really need to send some of those out. <laughs> I know. I got, I got another couple uh, emails in today, send- too. Send them to me. I will send out a batch next week. I'll try to do some too. I, I feel bad that you're, you're doing. No, that. I just have been a slacker. So um, the um, t- <laughs> special uh, unknown uh, trivia fact: Brad actually picked the uh, movie clip and the song clip this week. It was not Spearsy. It's true because I was having uh, technical difficulties, as uh, Richard Dawson says in The Running Man. Anyway, <laughs> pay attention. Here was last show's mystery clip. 7-Eleven, how can I help you? Pumps 1 and 2, hit them. What are you, some kind of nut? You got one unleaded there and one premium. She goes both ways. Ah, the cannonball run. You know, that would have been a good um, costume for the 80s cruise. I wish yeah. I... I don't know how many people would get it, though. You'd be you'd be an excellent Captain Chaos, dun, but dun, there's no dun. way I can... I, I can't grow the mustache. There's no way I can be Burt Reynolds. You could, Well, you just get a fake one. That's true. But uh, anyway, uh, pay t- uh, Brad, why don't you give us some of the winners? The winners. Winners this week include Eric Eaton in Cincinnati, Jason Bilski, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Ryan the Pirate in Nashville, Kensky in California, Joseph Perdue, Greg Williams, no relation, and Christine in Philly. Who writes? Usually I know the music trivia and not the movie trivia, but this week it's reversed. No idea what the song is, but the movie Cannibal Run, one of my favorite movies of the 80s. Many hours spent watching it on HBO over and over and over. It wasn't so much Burt Reynolds' voice, but the background music. Every time I hear any of the music from Cannibal Run, I want to be in San Diego, California, on a pier, in a marina. I even had my kids, 15 and 11, watch it last year. And for once, they didn't ask me if the actors were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oi. I think I told you how they think every movie TV musician I point out to them from the 80s is dead. Although, looking back at the cast, most of them are dead. Oh, that makes me sad. Well, great show as usual. I know this is a stretch, but maybe the movie trivia is foreshadowing a Cannonball Run episode? Signed, Christine and Philly. Uh, I, uh, have, you, have you seen this lately? No, I have not. Well, the reason I picked this is kind of front of mind. Another friend of mine and I were talking about it, and he said to me, you just you can't find this movie. It's not available anywhere. And as I was talking to him on the phone, I'm searching on Amazon. I'm like, oh, well, it's, here's the Blu-ray on Amazon for $10. So I ordered it. $10? You paid yeah. $10 for Cannonball Run? Yeah, to prove this guy wrong. I oh, spent wow. that $10 any, any day of the week. Um, that's money well spent. So I watched it last week. It is so stupid. Yeah. I, like like Christine, I watched this over and over again. I mean, you, you know what it, it had going for it? It was like one of those movies that at that age you could kind of watch with your parents, and we thought it was funny, and then they thought yeah. it was funny on a different level. But I was watching it last weekend at home, and honestly, I turned it off at one point because I was embarrassed to, for my family to see me watching it. It's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, so Christine, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Uh, but you can hold your breath and pay attention because here is this week's mystery clip. Stop being so nervous. Later on, we'll get ice cream. 
If you know it, email us at steveinthe80s at gmail.com, bradinthe80s at gmail.com, or sit80s at gmail.com. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Uh, you know the drill here. We'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s. Uh, same deal. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing. Drawing? Drawing? Drawing. drawing. For a uh, bottle opener with our logo on it. So that's very exciting. Um, I can't remember the last time I used a bottle opener, but it would be nice to have one anyway. Uh, pay attention. Here's last week's mystery tune. That's Bedbugs and Ballyhoo by Echo and the Bunnymen. That's a pretty uh that's a pretty uh deep cut there. Did I, did I go too far off the reservation there? No, no, I mean some people got it, but I'm just I mean, saying I was I when I was picking the clip, I heard the voice of Saint Steve of the Spearsonians <laughs> speaking to me saying you want it to reach deep into the brain and just be Tickle. a little just like wait, I Oh, and then the clip's over before, just like as the, as the, wait, uh, I think, I, uh, wait, where'd it go? So I, I, after I released the show, I thought, hey, maybe I should have done a little bit shorter, but then nobody would have gotten it, so. Yeah. Um, read some of the winners. Winners this week include Gary in Gilroy, Bill Rich in Nokomis, Florida, PJ Vrichia, Christopher Joy, Pete Poet J, Charles from Uke, <laughs> Charles from Yorktown, Kevin Serving Wench and Pinhead. Okay, spin the wheel. Let's see who is this week's winner. And it looks like it's going to land on Greg Williams. Woo-hoo. Excellent. Uh, Greg, um, send us your snail mail address. And, no relation. Uh, no relation. Very common last name. It is. Uh, send us your snail mail address via email, and we will uh, get that uh, bottle opener out to you. Sometime it, before the end of time. Yeah, sometime. Maybe for Christmas. Ooh. Uh, that would be nice. So a uh, Christmas present from Stuck in Yeezys. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com. Steve in the 80s or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com and tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. Ah, the tantalizing notes of reader mailbag. Normally we go first with the saggy, but there's a reason why we uh, did the old switcheroo today. Uh, we have a letter from Pinhead. So, uh, Bradley, take it away. Okay, Pinhead writes, Hey, Steve and Brad and special guest Drew, love the show. The latest Name That 80s tune is Bedbugs and Ballyhoo by Echo and the Bunnymen. This song always reminds me of Japan. I know what you're thinking. How can a mopey new wave band from Liverpool remind anyone of Japan? Well, let me explain. Back in 1987, I was in the Navy, and my wife and I were living just south of Tokyo. I feel like I should be reading this in, like, a case of case of case. <clears throat> my ship was heading back home after being gone for a few weeks. But before we pulled into our home port, we had to make a port visit to a little town on the southern end of Japan to participate in a festival. Well, I decided that I would much rather go home than to hang out for another week, and I had some leave, so I decided to hop a train back to Tokyo. On the six-hour train ride, I listened to my Walkman. I had a few tapes with me, but I seemed to keep listening to two of them over and over. Love Hysteria by Peter Murphy and the self-titled Echo and the Bunnymen release. Listening to those albums while looking out the window and watching the Japanese countryside go by has forever linked the audio with the visual. So, from then on, every time I hear one of those albums, I'm instantly taken back to that long, slow train ride home. Hopelessly stuck in the 80s, Pinhead. You know, Pinhead had a PS on there about uh, he nominated uh, Peter Murphy for our Rockers Gone Solo series, which is yeah. an excellent suggestion. That's a really good suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Totally forget uh, that uh, he had 80s stuff after he left Bauhaus. Wasn't he in RoboCop? <laughs> RoboCop. I don't know. I, I saw RoboCop once. I still don't know what everybody likes about that movie so much. 
Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Although any movie set in a dystopian Detroit is fine by me. Otherwise known as Detroit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to change the city at all. Not a thing. On location. As always, we love your emails. Just send them to sit80s at gmail.com. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016, for more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. And we're back. We have just a few minutes left. Brad, how is the Oklahoma trip going? You know, it's really very strange. I had um, I realized yesterday that my old high school, out Weatherford High School, was playing a um, playoff football game last night. And so I reached out to a couple of my friends that are still there in town and decided to go out to the game. And that was so weird. It was just so strange. It it was a home game? Yeah, it was a home game. And it just was, I mean, talk about a time machine, man. It was just just like I remember it. You know, the dead grass and the cold wind and the the kids playing football. And uh, it just was... Super strange. And then, as it turns out, uh, my high school band director is still there. So I kind of snuck up on him and said hello, and he jumped out of his skin. You know, what are you doing here? And you know, and so catching up with him again, and like walking into, you know, going into the band room, and like it just hasn't changed that much. I mean, obviously they've probably put a coat of paint or two up, but it was really strange to be back in town on a you know a fall evening driving around by myself just like i always was back then so you know i was kind of cruising around afterwards it was late it was maybe 11 or so and it was pretty quiet in town because you know people go to bed in these small towns and i remembered when i was a freshman my friends and i used to sneak out and kind of wander around town you know we'd get like climb to the window or whatever and we never really did any we weren't you know, causing trouble. We weren't vandalizing anything. We were just walking around and talking and, you know, being out. And, you know, I can't really explain the allure exactly. Maybe you kind of get it. But, um, you know, enjoying the freedom of being out away from, you know, parents or whatever. Sure. So I'm driving around and I've been thinking about what we talked about last time, The you know, the seat on the time machine. What do you do? And it just, as I was driving, I'm like, this is the kind of night that we would have been out on. And I'm driving around these dark streets. There's nobody out. There's no cars. And I just it, it kind of flashed into my brain, what if I saw myself walking across the street right now? You know, what? Because it was that kind of a night. Uh, you know, maybe that's what I would use the time machine for, is to go back. Tell yourself to go back something. and tell myself something. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know what that would be. Ooh. But it just it kind of freaked me out, Steve. I gotta say, let's change. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, we we previously had been asking people to send in their, you know, what moment would you go back in time and do differently? But maybe what, what we would should you do go back is and tell yourself if you go back in time, preferably to the eighties. Let's you know, let's yeah. keep in theme here. Yeah, absolutely. Tell yourself one thing that you would believe. It has to. I mean, let's not pull some weird Back to the Future stuff. Or I don't see any resemblance to the guy. Right, you know, you, you're going to go back, and you're going to be able to tell yourself, you know, it's not going to cause like a, t- a time a, cop a rift, schism, yeah. or anything if yeah. you touch yourself. But, and that doesn't sound right. But you know what all, I mean? Yeah. All I could really think of is that I, you know, if I was going to tell myself one thing on that on that fall night in Weatherford, Oklahoma, in you know 1982 or whatever, it's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be all right. Huh. It's going to work out. 
That's what you're going to go back in time and tell yourself. It's I, I don't. I don't know what to tell. My, I don't know what I would say. I mean, Steve, I've said this before. My life is great. I don't have a lot of complaints. But it didn't just happen. You know, I mean, it, I I got to where I am through a series of other experiences. Right. I mean, it wasn't all sunshine. I yeah. definitely had my, you know, my cure period. Sure. I mean. Uh, you know, and I I think that I, that's all I could think of is that to just, you know, it's going to work out. I don't know. I, the thing is, how the other question I would have is, would I believe myself? I mean, what what how would you how would you deliver that message in a way that your younger self would actually accept it and not just be like, oh, God, crazy man. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. We're going to yeah. we're going to we're going to assume, assume that, that yeah. you, you can communicate properly and that the person will receive. And yeah, it just uh, it was a weird moment. It, just kind of occurred to me suddenly as yeah. I was driving by this park that we used to hang out in. I don't know what I would tell myself if I could go back. Um, or like, I mean, it's you're it's you're very much saying what Captain Kirk says in Final Frontier. You you don't do something that takes away you know a painful moment because we you know we need our pain. Yeah, it's well. Those are the moments that make us who we are to some extent. Damn it, Bones! You're a doctor. You know the pain and guilt can't be taken away with a wave of a magic wand. They're the things we carry with us, the things that make us who we are. If we lose them, we lose ourselves. I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain. So, geez, what would I tell myself? Um, I would have told her to kiss the damn girl on the doorstep in 1984. Kiss the girl. Kiss the girl. God. <laughs> that's probably I swear to God that's that's probably my number one regret uh, from those days and it's so much of a regret that even Robert Jordan a super fan Robert Jordan who uh, who who's like our official archivist of, of stuck in the 80s lore yeah, you think uh, stuff. Good he's you. yeah yeah he sent me a clip um, when he heard us talking about the t- hot tub time machine kind of kind of second guessing the me not knowing when I would go back and fix something because he's like he's damn sure he knows what I would go back and fix. And so here's his kind of weird take on uh, uh, going back in time in the in the podcast and hearing me talk about 1984 and uh, how to fix it. I know I know it's impossible to go back in time, so they say. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But if if it were invented, and I had a choice between me going back myself and correcting some wrong and giving my spot in line to Tim to let him go back and fix this wrong, I'm giving up my spot to Tim. Man, I made bad choices. Does he deserve the time machine seat for that? I, I would have made smarter decisions on that. I, I was dumb back in 84. The Cavern Club, and we're standing by the door, her front door. You know, and so here's the, it's do or die time. You know, it's either kiss her or you don't. Back in 84, two hours standing in front of her door. Oh, my God. The longest goodbye in the history of mankind. My seat on the time machine. Back in 84. Back in 84. Back in like haunted for the rest of the night by thinking about this uh <laughs> kiss the damn girl you know what it is though I, it, god I just I, I still to this day am not i'm really bad about picking up on clues like if someone's trying yeah. to send me a, a vibe i'm really 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 not good at picking up on it well I, I mean i was always just reluctant to believe my instincts i mean my wife basically had to hit me over the head with a hammer to get me to uh, believe that she was actually interested 
Yeah, I still have to kind of beat myself over the hammer to understand why she's interested, but that's okay. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. It's a mystery to a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> herself included, I'm sure. So, um, but um, no, my instincts are awful. Um, I have never known the right time to try to kiss a girl. Um, nowadays, I just come out and say, look, I'm going to kiss you in about two minutes if that's okay. I mean, I totally like... <laughs> I'm going to give you 120 seconds to clear the zone. Yeah, you can run or you can stay put, but one way or another, the lips are coming at you with my big hairy knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I really do. I like... I, you know, I well, just... It's good to know that I'll at least get some warning before you're going to put the moves <laughs> on me like that. <laughs> no, I'll say, hey, I'm coming to kiss you. I want to kiss you. Here it comes. I, I, just, I just do because I've had too many bad experiences where I... Felt like I knew it was that. I, oh, she wants me to kiss her. Then I go in. Then I get the cheek. So, like, oh, no. No. If, you, if you don't want to be kissed, then now's the time for you to s- step up and say something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so send us your um, what what wisdom would you pass on to the younger version of yourself? We'll we'll use it for a future episode of the Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget that 80s Cruise uh, deal expires on November 30th. Please come and join us. Brad and I are really looking so forward to. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. And uh, we will not be riding horses, but we'll be having a very good time. Uh, In the meantime, Brad, myself, Dane Butcher, uh, and the girl from 1984, we remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. This is a